Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's not news until Tom Weathers from the Associated Press says so, and he says so now on Baskin and Phelps with Dan Menigan. Hi, Tom. What's up, buddy? Good day. How are you guys? Good day, my friend. Good how days. are you? Exciting time of year for you, right? I mean... You, you get into the college basketball stuff a little bit too, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about it before. This is kind of a – I'm paddling down the river right now, and I can see the waterfall in the distance because it's about – and, and the rapids are, are quickly approaching. It's about to start to get really busy, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, I love this time of year. College basketball is um, kind of a you know passion of mine beyond being a um, – you know, part of my, my coverage area, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Last week I was fortunate enough to get down to Youngstown State for a, a game against Detroit Mercy when De- Antoine Davis was making a run of Pete Maravich's record. And then yeah. the next night I went as a fan to the Akron-Kent um, State game only because my son is a passionate Golden Flashes alum now. Wow. So uh, he dragged me down there with a couple of his friends into a, um, into a sold-out and then some uh, Mac Center on Kent State's campus unbelievable atmosphere it was wild i re- thoroughly enjoyed myself it was nice to be able to go to a game and not have to cover it that, that is interesting it's I, it, the best it as is funny fun. as it sounds you don't want to leave after the game because you're like <laughs> man that was pretty awesome and am i supposed no, to be writing really right great. now or what am i doing yeah no the adrenaline was flowing it was really good and then as is always the case and you guys can i know can appreciate this you know i'm sitting there while while the game's unfolding thinking okay, what would my lead be here? Uh, I feel sorry for the poor guys that are covering the game right now because there's a lot happening. So, um, yeah, this is a great time of the year. I think everybody would agree with that. So let me throw this at you really quick. Uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and I I was writing about this this morning too, that the feel at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse during the Mid-American Conference uh, Tournament is just different from the Cavaliers. and It's It's so true. it's It's just weird. It's the same building we go to all the time, and the energy's always good for the Cavaliers. But it's just such a fun uh, – I, I can't uh, – help me with the words. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's kind of hard to describe, Andy. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's – um. well, first of all, as you, as you guys know, the NCAA, you know, a college game is just a different game and a different vibe. But when you bring in, you know, the two schools and their bands and their their fans and their – you know, you yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you have, like, you know, s- certain sections that are devoted to, you know, the, the students. And, um, yeah, it's just a different buzz. And – I really enjoy it, Andy. It's one of I my favorite too. things to cover yes. um, at, at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And I will say this, too, since you brought up Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and the energy. Last night was a playoff game, man. It was it was so intense down there. Um, and once you got through those you know frenetic final minutes of regulation and got into overtime, I don't think anybody in the lower bowl sat 
for the final two or three minutes of regulation then for most of the overtime. So it was um, it was quite a scene down there last night. Really fun fun to be a part of. All right. Well, that's the direction I was going to go with you next was into Cavs and that win and all that stuff. Tom, in your honest <laughs> journalistic opinion, was that just a great win for this team or was that just scraping by with the wind through the jaws of defeat? <laughs> yes and yes. Okay. Um, it was a great win for this team from the standpoint of Dan that they're still having to learn and go through these kinds of experiences, right? It was once again a situation where a very strong team came in here basically playing its its second unit, if you will. I mean, Jason Tatum stayed at home. So did Al Horford. Those are two pretty key pieces to one of the best teams in the NBA. And the Cavs kind of, you know, were, were sleepwalking again for, for three quarters and were basically bailed out by Lamar Stevens and his hustle. I mean, you know, good for JB for recognizing that that game needed to turn into a, you know, who wants it more type of game. And fortunately, you had a, you know, a pretty much exhausted Celtics team out there. And then you send Lamar Stevens out there who just then outworked everybody on the floor. I mean, I think the guy had six offensive rebounds alone in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, troubling from that standpoint, Dan, in that, you know, there still seems to be those moments where the Cavs kind of feel like they can, you know, drive along in neutral, if you will, and then shift it into gear when they need to. I mean, Donovan Mitchell was the one guy who was, was really putting out last night. Jared Allen struggled. The bench was just abysmal for three quarters until Stevens came out there. So, you know, Hey, a win is a win and all that. And, you know, it makes you three and one all, all by the way, with overtime wins against Boston this year, but another good, a good moment for this team to grow and kind of figure things out as the playoffs loom. Are we like the part of last night's game that kind of like, I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to the first half and I'm like, Oh my God, they can't stop a three and they can't do this. Yeah. And then you start to wonder what kind of a team are they and what's yeah. going to happen in the playoffs and yeah. can they I, I mean it, it, I'm let me just say this if they make it to the first round it should be a successful season. Like no question, don't go to that that uh, that stupid tournament before, at least don't be there. It's stupid because they lost last year. It's the only reason why. If they would have won, I would have right. thought it was the greatest thing ever. Right. But right. you know, the, the just don't be in that tournament, be in the playoffs and have a competitive first round. If you lose the season should still be successful. I don't know why I can't sell myself on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know why you can't either, Andy, and you're not alone. I mean, I think that's probably the, the majority of Cavs fans out there right now because I think they, you know, again, you know, much like with the Browns, you know, when you add a player of Donovan Mitchell, and oh, by the way, and I think I've said this to you guys every time we've talked over the last six months, what a player, what, what a, you know, what a privilege to have this guy. You know, I thought I sat there last night at a couple times, thinking where would this Cavs team be this year without Donovan Mitchell? You know, they're, they're middle of the pack at best in the Eastern conference, right? I'm not even sure if they're a playoff team without him and, and his infusion and what he's brought. Now, granted, you know, guys would have had to take on different roles had he not been here, but he's here. And so I think because he's here, Andy, that everybody is like thinking a little bit further down towards God, can we get back to a, you know, a, a championship scenario here in Cleveland? And I don't think that's far-fetched at all. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think there are times where you sit there and you get a little bit ahead of yourselves. But I, th- I think it's good, Andy, to um, to sit back and remind yourself where this team was just a couple of years ago, how young this team still is, how much they need to go through these growing pains, and what you know what lies ahead in the playoffs. You know, they, they're probably going to host a, a, a playoff series, which I'm not sure at the beginning of the year any of us thought that was possible. So I'm with you. 
get into the playoffs, hopefully win a first round, and then you know make somebody really work hard in the second round. Tom Withers, the Associated Press, joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. What did you think of the gamesmanship between Donovan Mitchell and Grant Williams at the tail end Fantastic. there? Little, little Scotty Pippen, the mailman, fun. doesn't deliver on Sundays. Yeah, so apparently, they, I mean, obviously, they know each other pretty well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then Donovan said after the game that I guess they have a – they're both part of the players' union, and they have some kind of a teleconference coming up on Thursday. So I think he mentioned to him, hey, why don't you miss a couple of these, and then we can talk about it on the phone on Thursday. And, and Williams, as you guys saw, told him I'm going to make both and then ended up missing both. It was, one of the, <laughs> it was another one of those moments, Dan, and I think you can, and you can appreciate this, as Grant Williams misses the first one, uh-huh. and he's kind of he's stuck on the free throw line. And I'm thinking to myself, as a former coach, Grant, step away from the line and take a deep breath and gather yourself because you're going to miss the second one if you stand there. And sure enough, he did. And I, I tell you what, what, what became uh, an underrated play there is Marcus Smart beat Donovan Mitchell to that rebound, and they're lucky that that tipping didn't go in because that's all we be that we would be talking about today. All right, Tom, I do want to throw a couple other sports at you too. And I, just after watching some of these preseason baseball games, spring training stuff, yeah. I gotta tell you, I like it. <laughs> I didn't think I would, and maybe it's a little bit too hyper right now, and maybe it'll settle yeah. down just a little bit. But I mean, when I saw a twenty-second strikeout yesterday, I was like. <laughs> Maybe this is what the game needs. Yeah, I'm a little bit torn on it, Andy. I'll be honest with you. I, you know, first of all, I think everyone would probably agree. The first couple times you watch it on TV, it's a little bit jarring. It's uh, right. It's a lot of nervous on, energy. I like. Yeah, I, it's, you have your eye on the on the the shot clock. I'll call it the pitch right. clock. So you're kind of like, oh my god, is he going to get it off? And so there's like this there's this anticipation between pitches that is just so, you know not part of what baseball is. Um, you know, I, I do think, too, guys, that they're being very, you know, stringent with these rules and implementing them and getting everybody kind of used to it in spring training. I think some common sense is probably going to take over when we get to the regular season, and I think you're going to see a little more leniency. I can't imagine a game ending with a batter or a pitch clock violation. I just don't think the umpires would allow that to happen. I mean, it's going to happen, though. You know, I mean, we've had it, it once. It it, it's it going to happen. You also, you know, you also need things to breathe out there a little bit. And I think, I think sometimes when you get caught up in those rules like that, that it takes away from what, what the beauty is of the game, right? Now, listen, did they need to speed the game up? Clearly. I mean, there were just over the last, you know, probably 15, 20 years, if not longer, where guys were taking inordinate time, amount of time to get into the batter's box. Pitchers taking way too long, shaking off pitches, all that. I'm glad they're moving the game along. So I think we're going to come to some kind of a happy medium um, as we get closer to the regular season. Yeah, like I, I wonder if it's going to almost turn into the uh, play clock in the NFL where quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. have every bit of the syllable zero that they need to hike the ball. Exactly, right? Yeah, when the umpire sees the zero on there and he still takes another count before enforcing, and I think that's exactly what you're going to see, Dan. Well, I got to tell you, I, uh, the last thing I was going to ask you is about the Browns. And you mm-hmm. and how aggressive do you think they're going to be here in free agency? Well, I think, you know, a lot of it, guys, is going to be dictated by, you know, what happens over the next 24, 48, 72 hours in terms of what teams do with, you know, players that they either want to restructure in contracts or release because of, um, you know, salary situations. You know, you take a look at um, – you know, the kid that the Vikings released yesterday, the linebacker, Eric Kendricks, is a real nice player and somebody that I'm sure would be on, you know, Cleveland's radar. So that kind of a player who suddenly becomes free um, that, that you didn't expect to be out there. And, I, 
I do think, and, and listen, that, you know, I think everybody in this, in this town that's, um, you know, got a good grasp of what the Browns' needs are, you know, would not be wrong in saying that they are clearly going to address that defensive line. I would anticipate them signing a defensive tackle and a defensive end next week. Then I think you got to turn your attention to, you know, wide receiver safety. Now that John Johnson is going to be released, which I don't think has, has actually officially happened yet. Um, so, you know, the, the needs are pretty obvious. And I do think we have seen, you know, with Andrew Barry, my God, I'm going to tell you guys, you know, a year ago, made the most aggressive move in the history of the franchise. And, yeah. you know, granted, a lot of that came from the owners urging, but he's shown that he's, you know, willing to do whatever it takes to make this team better. And, you know, the, the needs are pretty obvious. I think we look at defensive line. I think we look at wide receiver and safety. And I would, I would imagine the Browns addressing all of those situations through free agency. I think through trades as well, because we know how, you know, of course we know how Andrew Barry loves to do trades and looks to move on to those picks. And I, I continue to circle 40, you know, 42 right there and keep thinking to myself like, boy, I'll be shocked if they're picking at 42. You feel the same way? I kind of feel that as well, Dan. And I, you know, I don't know what the date was last year, but wasn't the Amari Cooper trade right around this time. Um, so, you know, and my God, what a move that was. So I would agree with you. I think that is a, you know, is, is a way to improve this roster without having to, you know, either overspend in free agency or, or, or do anything too drastic. Um, you know, and it seems like over the last couple of years, there's, there's been more of those kinds of trades in the NFL where we didn't have that for the longest period of time. And as far as the 42 pick, you know, I think obviously that's going to be dependent on, you know, what you do with that is going to be dependent on what you're able to do in free agency. And I think if, you know, if they, aren't able to get kind of the, and in my opinion, guys, they really are in need of that speedy, twitchy wide receiver to add to this group. It's kind of the one thing that they're missing because I think we know now know that they can't count on Anthony Schwartz to become that. So to me, it's really, you know, imperative on them to go out and find that kind of player who could be what you would use at number 42, if you're not unable to find that in free agency. So yeah, Dan, it seems like, and the other thing too, guys, is that I think, after 42, they don't go again until 90 or so, or somewhere in the 90s. So, Feels like um, right. so I was yeah, I, you know, I would expect them to obviously, um, you know, listen to all offers about that pick and, and consider moving up because we've seen them do that before just with JOK a couple of years ago. All right, Tom, last question. Yes, sir. If all three sports teams were horses and this was a horse race, which team would win a championship first, the Guardians, the Cavs, or the Browns? Who's set up for the best success? It's a tough question right now because I think at the, the Cavs- moment it is. I've got you know I got the I would have to say the Guardians and Cavs are are nose and nose with about a furlong to go. Um, I think the Browns still have some work to do. Um, not to say that they can't make up some ground, but um, and I would probably to be honest, I think I would probably give the Cavs the edge at this point um, just because of the structure of the roster, the fact that you've got a superstar in Donovan Mitchell, um, who in my mind seems to be that kind of player who's capable of leading a team to a championship. I'm not sure the other teams have that. No disrespect to Jose Ramirez or Deshaun Watson. All right. Well, you'll be at the finish line. I know you will because you cover everything. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, boys. Always a pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you soon. He is Tom Withers. It's not news until Tom Withers says so, and he's from the Associated Press, and he was on the North Homestead. Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram hotline. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 